0: Hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we're going to talk with Fairfax County Police Detective Ryan Young about Fairfax County's new Silver Shield campaign. According to the county's website, Fairfax County is home to thousands of retirees with good pensions and retirement savings, and criminals know this. And the county's new Silver Shield campaign is working to protect older adults by sharing critical information to help them avoid being scammed. So, Ryan, thanks for uh, being with us. and uh, An awesome topic to talk about and, unfortunately, a, a sad topic oftentimes to talk about.
1: Yes, thanks. Thanks for having me. Very Absolutely. prevalent. Yeah, so
0: Silver Shield campaign is a a, a new county initiative.
1: Yes, sir. It, in September, it was launched. It's a countywide effort with multiple entities within the government um, providing, you know, insight and tips throughout the campaign. Should last. Uh, for a relatively long time. To mm.
0: Okay. So on, an ongoing effort. Yes, sir. Okay. So it's not one of these things we just say, hey, we're going to do this and we did it. And...
1: Right. Okay. Hopefully it's long stemming and, and provides a lot of valuable information to the vulnerable population and those around them. Okay.
0: Is it mainly um, the elderly and vulnerable population that, that I'm, I'm assuming by the name, silver shield, kind of yes. silver, silver hair kind of elderly population?
1: That That's the that's the target audience we're trying to help educate and, and those around that target audience because okay. uh, with you know the baby boomer generation and you know natural statistics showing that that segment of the population is only going to increase the next 15-20 years um, I think we're trying to get ahead of that and realize that the scams against that population are becoming more and more prevalent and probably even more so as the years go on and mm-hmm. the, i often say fish in a b- barrel so to speak gets gets larger right
0: well fairfax county is a an affluent community always ranked you know near the top it seems like fairfax county loudon county go back and forth each year like on the what the top household income median income that type of thing so a lot of wealth in the county and as you said aging population so Um, a a target-rich environment for people with bad intentions.
1: Yeah, you hit on it it, in your intro, too, uh, the the same lines. The the vulnerable population is here, and also the crime groups that are committing these scams know that this is a wealthy area. So it's worth their time, the crime groups, to come in and target yeah, them, there's a, right? there's a, many retirees in this community have a large nest egg mm-hmm. and that's what's targeted
0: mm-hmm. are there can I, I, can you give us some examples when we're talking about scams and, and things that silver shield is trying to help residents avoid being scammed are there certain types of scams that um that we hear about or that the the campaign is concentrating on
1: yeah, I would I would answer that by sticking with probably the most prevalent that we've seen over the last several years and probably will maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being, you know, one of the things that is natural for, and I know I'm going to be this way as I get older, I'm going to want to stay in my home. And many retirees in the county have been in their homes for 30, 40 years and they want to stay in their home. That's what's natural to them and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the more prevalent things that we see as far as scams starts with A door knock a solicitation Mm. uh, maybe uh, some type of work proposed outside the house and if the crime group in that instance sees that they have a vulnerable resident uh, maybe that there's they live by themselves there's a limited um, um, support network around them Mm. uh, there that the resident is doesn't get around as much or maybe can't get on the roof to do an inspection or see what they're proposing and the proposal is more work around the house, on the roof, in the attic, Right. your insulation's wet, you have a leaking roof. And uh, when that, you know, come to find out that's not the case. Right. And, and that can perpetuate for months or even in some cases years. Um, really? And I have a case that extends past $400,000. I have some cases that are caught earlier that obviously don't reach that point, but could if it hadn't have been caught wow. and reported as early. So it can continue if... The person, the, the victim, the elderly mm. resident it doesn't have the support network and the bad guys are able to get away with it, mm. they'll exploit it. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a financial exploitation of a vulnerable citizen. Right. And that's what the Silver Shield campaign is trying to prevent, trying to educate potentially the vulnerable sure. resident, but more importantly, those around them to say, hey, this is a red flag. You know, much in the same way, I, I think, uh, of, like, you know, see something, say something mm-hmm. with, like, the, a bag left. Right. I, I feel it's a, the, the same mi- uh, mindset. You know, educate the public, the churchgoers, the neighbors, the family members, the banks, all, all aspects. Everybody, yeah. Red flags, say something.
0: So what are some of these red flags? I mean, A... Uh, somebody coming to your door,
1: uh, solicitor
0: or whatever, are there things that we should look for? Are there questions we should ask? Uh, should we just close the door? <laughs>
1: well, I, I think one of the biggest tips for me and is, like in a neighborhood, uh, we all know who our elderly residents are, who our elderly neighbors mm-hmm. are, uh, and those that are probably more susceptible to something like this. So and and I've and in, and when I get into an investigation, almost always I, I can go to a neighbor if it, especially if it's a long-stemming issue, and they're saying, "Yeah, I thought something was a little off on that." Well, I'll pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see a crew that's there multiple times over a specific period of time, and that you're, you're kind of questioning what they might do, and you know that that widower is is there, and, and right. you know it doesn't appear that he needed roof work, but that's what you're seeing. You know. Just maybe have a conversation with the neighbor, see what's going on. And you can always report to the police suspicious activity. It doesn't have to be a definitive crime. That's for us to determine. Hmm. Or, you know, consult somebody. Hey, I've seen this. What do you think? You know, just don't ignore it. Right. I mean, I think pay attention. I mean, it, you know, my job is not rocket science. You know, I pay attention to things that are suspicious. But I'm not the only person. Our job is not the only profession that can identify suspicious right, activity. You right. know it when you see it. Yeah. So pay attention to it.
0: Yeah. And you you have a good feel for who the regulars are right. in your neighborhood, even visitors and family friends from out of town. You kind of have a good idea, you know, yeah, I've seen them before kind of thing. Right. Interesting. So door-to-door solicitations kind of the the number one way, I guess, or the number one kind of scam.
1: I consider that the base of the problem. Really? Many of them, for the, the scams that are perpetuated at the home, the home improvement type scams. that's, that's the starts. base of the issue. So because they get in and— that, I mean, without that, that, I mean, that's how it all starts. And I've even had conversations with suspects that go over how they do it. You know, they'll go into a neighborhood, and they may be trolling the neighborhood for any legitimate work that they can get. But the fish in the barrel, the vulnerable resident—that's what they want because it's more money in their pocket. And that's the payday. And I've even been told, "Hey, the ones that are outside raking their yard or getting their mail—they're the best ones because you already know what you're getting when you go up to the." Wow, you already—you already, you already the, see them. Yeah, I mean, I've heard on. that straight from the horse's mouth. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to just, just kind of pause in there before I have my next question. I'm thinking about that. Well, that's, that's t-
1: happening. That's happening daily in the county. When I I present this material, often, whether it be uh, police groups or civic groups, I often finish with that. You don't think this is happening every day in the county. The county's large, but every day, something like like that group we discussed, trolling through neighborhoods, looking for the vulnerable resident, it's happening every day.
0: Wow. They're also calling you on your phone. Are phone scams...
1: Maybe, maybe not equally, but as, you know, also a, a, a problem? I'm glad you mentioned that because I would say yes, that has become more prevalent in recent months. Uh, I would say, you know, near half of the problem at this point, you know, kind of a off-the-cuff mm-hmm. estimate uh, of what we're seeing as far as scams, whether it be, you know, somebody calling and saying, you know, your grandchild is in jail and, soliciting money or gift cards mm-hmm. to be sent mm-hmm. or you won the, the lottery but need to right. prepay taxes right. very prevalent because again it's like a credit card fraud type issue with a, with a suspect it's mm-hmm. worth it's worth the risk worth shot, it's yeah. easy and it's a high reward right
0: and i've heard uh, like jury duty scams also yes. another one like pretending to be what like a sheriff and requesting right. money and and law enforcement doesn't request
1: money right Obviously, yes, <laughs> so. and and to and to be honest, those those are difficult from the onset because you know some the suspects are often overseas mm. or you know there's a, a convoluted network of phones that law enforcement, but but in the same respect, it's difficult because you know the vulnerable resident, whether they whether the loneliness is the issue, they can fall prey to it sure, quickly. Sure. And before anyone even knows about it, a large amount of money can be gone. Right. And the suspect never even set foot on the property. Right, right, I mean, you know. Just made a phone call. Right.
0: So any of these situations, door-to-door, uh, telephone solicitation, um, should the first thing, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm thinking out loud. I, I could be wrong. Should the first step be to... Uh, you know, the person comes to the door, you say, no, thank you, close the door, or the phone call comes in, you say, well, you know, I, I don't know what you do, you hang up or put me on your do not call list. But should the first thing we do is then call law enforcement to say, is this real? Can you help me? Or
1: just to let you guys know? I mean, what what should we do? Yes, I think that's the first I think that's your first logical option is to call the police non-emergency number, have an officer come out and assess the situation. And even if, you know, even if a crime is not substantiated in full, we want to document that event. We Mm -hmm. want to document the details and say, for example, it's a, uh, it's a, a phone scam and we can come out. All we, all we know, it's been, it's one phone call, no money was exchanged, but the, the resident can tell us the phone number that was used to call, the names that were stated, um, right. or any other detail. Well, those details can sometimes lead to uh, other instances that sure. are known in law enforcement, whether it be our jurisdiction and or you know, yeah, somebody nationwide. Else's investigation but it's, on, a, yeah. it's a linkage and yeah. the more information that we have, whether it be us or federal partners, uh, the more information that we have, the better to Go after a crew that maybe didn't get the money this time, but have other people on the hook and doing the sure. same thing. Sure. Sure.
0: And and the example you mentioned uh, about you know my 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 granddaughter or grandson is in jail and I need to get wired money. Verify that. Yeah. Again, say, well, let me you know I don't know. Let me let me call someone and and check and see what I can do or whatever. And, you know, ask for a callback number, which I'm assuming they're not going to give you or whatever. But hang up the phone and call your son or your daughter and say, is something going on with grandson or granddaughter? Or call the police department there or something. I mean, verify, right?
1: Yeah. I think that's easy. To be honest, I think that's easier said than done from yeah, my experience true, because true. you have to think about it. If I mean, those that are falling prey to this and start to give out money, you know, they're vulnerable for a reason. Right. There may be severe loneliness and depression, which I have found is a as a as a prevalent vulnerability in my mm. cases. But also, you got of uh, uh, mental incapacities like dementia and Alzheimer's, and if they're still in their home, and if the the suspect is able to latch on to somebody like that via phone, telling that person that resident to hang up right. and call your grandson again that's easier said yeah. than done yeah. so again that goes to my point of educating those around it. like say that that resident in in that example goes to church and says something to the effect of hey you know i got a call before i came to church and my grandson's in jail and i'm really distraught well
0: right.
1: maybe that's enough red flags because of hopefully maybe the information put out in the campaign that the person sitting in the pew with them and say, "Hey, hold on a second right you see what i'm saying Gotcha. So, yes, it, common sense, and I often get that sentiment that, you know, hey, well, why don't you just call your grandchild right, and right, figure out this right. is legit or not? Well, you know, the suspects may be making 50, 100 calls a day, and maybe they only get one on the line, but that's all it takes. Right. A
0: good salesperson says you have to get so many no's before you get a yes, and that's essentially what they're doing. Great analogy. Yeah. Interesting conversation, we're talking about Fairfax County's new Silver Shield campaign with Fairfax County Police Detective Ryan Young here on the County Conversation. Um, going from this to you, you're, you're dealing with these, these scams and, and seeing the results and talking with the folks that, that, that got scammed. How, is that difficult to deal with? How do you, how do you handle that emotion?
1: Well, I, I, I wouldn't call it difficult. I, I see it more as rewarding because my role is to help. Mm. My role is, uh, you know, I'm putting up the wall and saying, come through if you dare. Right. Um, and, you know, I have several success stories. You know, and unfortunately, there are times where these scams decimate a victim financially mm. and sometimes not. So there are some difficult aspects to it, but I I tend not to look at it that way, to Mm. be honest. I mean, I've wanted to do this job since I was five years old. I was going to (laughs) ask. Yeah. I was going to ask. I mean, I I, I look at it as, you know, we have to have people like me that are willing to do this job, and I think, you know, I'm there to help. Right. I mean, I guess guess it's difficult in some respects, but, you know, they're also looking to me for help. By the time I get involved sometimes… You know, they're looking for some somebody. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned five always wanted to be police officer, law enforcement kind of.
1: Never, never. I guess I was lucky that that never varied as I grew up. I don't. Some my wife says I I haven't grown up yet, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, that's a different story. Yeah, as as I progressed through high school and college, I just never lost it, and um, here I am today. Yeah,
0: always been with Fairfax County Police. Yes, sir. Eighteen years. Wow. Got started, I'm assuming, on the street in a particular uh, district or a station?
1: Yeah, I started at the West Springfield District for five years and okay. transferred to the Mason District uh, where I've been until uh, up until recently. Uh, for 10 years, I, I was in investigations at the Mason District okay. and kind of developed, a, I, I started to call it a work hobby, a specialty for these types of things. Mm. And then recently, um, Chief Rossler signed off on uh, a specific section to deal with this problem, the mm-hmm. elder exploitation, wow. and I was tapped to come on board and, and run it. Interesting,
0: interesting. So obviously, Fairfax County Police have seen, as you stated earlier, this problem is is just growing. It, it's and, and and dedicating resources to try to try to deal with it, but it's also other county agencies, which is part of this Silver Shield campaign. It's just not police; it's a lot of different agencies. Can you talk a little bit about the, that multi prong approach, if you will?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm thankful to the the campaign because as I as I came into this role, my new role, I had three approaches to the problem. Obviously, the enforcement aspect, mm-hmm. the advocacy aspect for for new and better laws to to help assist with the problem. But as it relates to the Silver Shield campaign, the education aspect, both mm-hmm. law enforcement and citizens, and the Silver Shield campaign has taken a lot off my plate and did a lot of uh, a lot of help to take care of the. Education of the citizens. Um, it's all-encompassing. That's our plan. Um, it should entail a wide range of county entities to give applicable tips um, to show. I think also it's going to highlight certain aspects of the county that people may not realize are mm-hmm. there. For, you know, for example, right. I have a, a recent uh, scam case involving tree work where the suspects apparently brought their own worms, threw it on a tree, and brought the homeowner out and stated that they had an infestation and it needed treatment and charged a very high price right. to treat and kill these bugs. Right? <laughs> that they brought with them. This was in January that this happened. So, you know, I can I can – that is not my specialty. Right. I, I can say common sense that that's probably not right. Right. But I can bring in urban forestry with the county, and they have, um, you know, although that's not their typical role, they can come in and say, well, okay, number one, these types of beetles aren't native to this region, for example, and number two, they even if they were, they they wouldn't be quote unquote <laughs> infesting your tree in January. In the dead of that's winter, not, right. right? So you know, a, a, you know, ideal a lot in common sense, but I have to back it up when I take charge to court. And entities like that, I can bring them in and say, you know, X, Y, and Z, but they can be treated as sure. experts to substantiate it right. in a court law.
0: What are some of the other county agencies? You mentioned urban forestry, which is public works, uh, environmental services department, are there other?
1: Yeah, the licensing branch, um, as it relates to solicitor laws and so okay. soliciting uh, because, consumer because affairs. Because door
0: door-to-door so, uh, solicitors have to have a license.
1: Correct. Okay. And I consider that a base of, of many of the, like I stated before, a base of the problem with the one the, the suspect groups that come to mm-hmm. your home face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say consumer affairs. Um, the police department, obviously. Right.
0: Any mental mental health agencies, health agencies, that type of thing, is, since we're talking about silver shield and again kind of you know getting that analogy of the you know the silver-haired elderly couple or whatever and you know maybe some mental issues dementia those kind of things some some of the other agencies involved in the county like that
1: well not not that i know of at this point but as it progresses i think ideas like that will certainly come up and more and more people are kind of latching on to the camping right. itself. because
0: so. And we do want to point out the Silver Shield campaign, we are recording in September of 2017. Silver Shield campaign just launched this month, September of 2017. Yes, it did. Okay. minute or two left. Goals. What are you, what are you wanting to accomplish with this Silver Shield? What are you hoping the program does
1: for Fairfax County and its residents? I'm hoping it uses a wide range of platform to reach a wide audience and educate about the problem that from my professional experience is only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. It's only going to become more prevalent. It's a type of crime that these suspect groups are realizing it's worth a roll of the dice, Mm -hmm. the risk reward. It's worth it to them. So I'm hoping we can reach as many people as possible to educate them about this. And I do feel that we are getting into it at a good time, maybe at the ground level so that there really can be some noticeable prevention involved. And that's the ultimate goal is to prevent, you know, keeping it local, I want to prevent as much of these scams happening in Fairfax County as possible as we go forward. Mm -hmm. The county has a large retired and elderly population that fits this mold with a hefty, with hefty bank accounts. I mean, it's prime pickings. So I want to make sure that they're not left vulnerable, that people around them know about these situations, that people report them as needed and as necessary, and then it's future that these people, the citizens keep their money where it should be. Right.
0: Uh, and appropriately named campaign then, if you will, the the silver shield. But yeah. But, you know, educate so we can get that shield up and, and protect. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's the idea, I think. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh quickly, how can folks uh learn more, get more information?
1: The easiest way is just to go to the county website, fairfaxcounty.gov, and search for Silver Shield. Silver Shield. There'll be updates and and different uh different tips mm-hmm. that will start being pushed out. Okay. Awesome.
0: Detective Ryan Young with Fairfax County's Police Department with us today talking about the Silver Shield campaign, its purpose and its goals. And again, the campaign just launched this month. And again, we're recording in September of 2017. So if you're listening in October, November, December, maybe a year from now, whatever, uh, again, go to fairfaxcounty.gov, search Silver Shield, and you'll see that web page populating over time with, uh, as Ryan said, with lots of tips and news and information to help you and and we hope the, the campaign helps you and your family to stay safe in the future. Detective Ryan Young, thanks for, for being with us on The County Conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. If you need to get more Fairfax County government news, information, events, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax at 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. want to thank you for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia government.